and welcome to this week's Dev in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Parkin. All right, Parkin, looking forward to this special podcast. Evening, Rob. Yeah, yeah, big occasion. Nice to be able to celebrate something, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I've been I've been building up to it, and uh, another two people you're going to uh, you're going to introduce shortly. I, I, I've gone back to being a 14 year old. I feel a bit giddy to be honest with you, but um, yeah, no, looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, 30 years ago today, we faced Halifax in the second division Premiership Cup final at Old Trafford, and these two individuals who are on the podcast today played. Big roles in, in that. We're joined by Martin Burkett. Right, Martin Burkett, looking forward to talking all things at Salford and talking about what happened on that day. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. Really enjoy talking about it. We're also joined by the star, the star of the, the show, Steve Kerry. Looking forward to talk, talking about the match, Steve. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on, really. I think I'm making my debut, uh, which at 55 is pretty good. So, yeah, looking looking forward to uh, talking and uh, and uh, Martin's side of the game. That'll be interesting because I, I can't remember him playing, to be honest with you. I can't remember. <laughs> joke, joke. <laughs> You want to come back on that, Martin, or are you going to let him let him say that to you? Well, no, we'll we'll, it, it, the, uh, we'll wait until later in the conversation, and yeah. we'll talk about how many goals Steve Kerry kicked <laughs> and how many Halifax players he kicked. Yeah. And I actually think he probably kicked more Halifax players <laughs> yeah. to cause a fight than yeah. he did goals. But we'll look. Every dog has his day. This is true. that. Good reply. Very good. So obviously, let, let's start with looking back at the 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 game. Sort of the build up to it, Steve. What what were the nerves like? Obviously, we had we had a great season, haven't we? Earlier on, we're, finishing in the, uh, the finalists of the Lancashire Cup, second division champions, quarter final of the Challenge Cup. What what did you sort of feel at that time? Um, well, obviously, it was you know getting towards the end of the season. We 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 caught up on a few games. We had to play Workington in the replay up there, which was midweek, and it it was a good build up in a way though. In, in in, in a way, because we were obviously it's a neutral ground, Old Trafford, but we, we were we were you know literally down the road. Although I live in Preston and we live miles away, but it's a local. It was a local club, and and the build-up was great for me. In, in that we we I went to Old Trafford for the first time on the Saturday morning, and we just looked round the place, and whoever got us in there because Halifax didn't do that was 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 a great idea. It just got us used to. You know, used to the surroundings and this, you know, fantastic theatre of dreams. You know, that 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 started the, the the little trail really leading up to the game on the Sunday. And another thing as well, we 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 got changed at Lancashire Cricket Club, and Pete Marin, the groundsman there, who became a good friend of mine, was a Salford fan, and he let us he let us warm up on the cricket pitch. Well, studs on a cricket pitch don't go don't go to the, <laughs> but because he was a Salford fan, it, it was fine. You know, everything went. God bless him, you know, Pete was a lovely guy. And and the, and the build-up in, in general just was was superb. You know, we, we had we had all, all the tries we'd scored on a coach from Lancashire Cricket Club to Old Trafford. The coach weeding its way through through the, to the fans and they were all on the video and it was set to Ness and Dorma. Well, I was ready for it within like 10 seconds. You, you know, we were so hyped up when we get on the field. And that might have led to what Martin was uh, referring to in the opening <laughs> statement. We might come back to that. But yeah, absolutely yeah. great. Perfect build-up. Coaches did the, the right the, the right thing. Kevin and uh, and Terry Terry Cassidy and, and all the coaching staff. Great build-up, and uh, we were ready. Yeah, mine was was that similar for you? Were you feeling nervous going into the game? It, it's funny you uh, you refer back to the start of the season because I think that's where the lead-up almost started with a yeah. great language cup run. A tough season because it wasn't an easy season. 
And then we had to play Halifax, who were a team that we hadn't played. And they were they had some big units in there, led by yeah. Brendan Hill, obviously, who decided to pick a fight with um, <laughs> in his wisdom, because obviously Brendan was much smaller than Steve. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was the whole build-up. We... We'd won, we'd finished top of the league, we played Carlisle, we beat them, crew were working at home. Uh, they were baying for blood, because I'm obviously from West Cumbria, and they were baying for blood when we <clears> went up for that Tuesday night replay. But we turned up, we did the job, put them to bed, and then the rest is history, because, yeah, the, the Saturday was great. We didn't know which, we were tr- going to train on Old Trafford pitch. It was a great experience. But I can al- also remember the coach trip, that Steve refers to, not a single player, in, from my memory, spoke a word. Oh, no. The nerves and the tension, you could have cut, you could have cut you with a knife and we well, were I driving think, up. Oh, Martin, I, I still get that buzz. I still get that adrenaline rush. Absolutely. And at that time, when you think, compared to today, videos were relatively a new thing, you know, and to get them highlighted and, and edited like it did and nobody knew about it, it was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it was, and I remember spectators banging on the the, yeah. the, the windows yeah. of the coach. And I mean, I, I listen. I I know I didn't speak because I couldn't because I was choked up, pumped up, and ready for you know ready for what was. And because at the end of the day, rugby league's still the same now as it was then. You can win the league, but you judge on do you win the premiership? Yeah. And Halifax were a good good unit and he had a big reputation I can remember reading the Manchester News on the Thursday and Murphy said loads of stuff in the paper about why Halifax would win and I, I, I literally ripped the paper up and thought he doesn't know what he's talking about in hindsight he was probably right but what he didn't realise was we were a real tight knit unit Steve we, yeah, didn't we, know, we didn't know how to get beat yeah I think I think the, the Wednesday night game at Workington was was good for us in a way because we, we we didn't play well at home in the in the first semi final. Uh, we went up there on a Wednesday night and it, it we played really well, really professional, you, you know, good solid game and that just set as well. Then that set as well. There's no time to think about the you know the ifs and buts about it. We were into the the sort of final on the on the Sunday thereafter and we were ready for it then. Yeah. Yeah, Parker, you played your part as well in the in the in the build up. Tell us what you did. <laughs> uh, I don't know if the lads. Uh... Remember me? I was the uh, it's not you know, fourteen year old that was always around the uh, around the changing rooms at the time, following my mum around washing the kits. Um, I remember, I remember the Saturday, the Saturday morning, they're talking about the training thing, and me and my uh, my mate Donkey turned up to watch him train on that Saturday morning. And I think John Latham came out, the kit man, and said, "They're not yeah. training here today, lads. They're at Old Trafford," which you know we, we were just shocked. So we we decided, well, we'll have a walk down. So we walked out Old Trafford and, and oddly enough, just like last weekend with the riot or whatever it was with the United fans, the doors were open. <laughs> so, so we walked in and sat in the main stand and watched the lads on the pitch just having a, a look round and everything. And it, it, they, they weren't there that long, but it probably took us that long to get there. Brilliant, that, Paul. I like that. That's, that's special, that. Oh, well, it, it was. <laughs> as, as we came out of the ground, uh, we are ready to walk back. Terry and uh, Kevin were in their white Toyota-sponsored car. Yeah. Um, and they both and they pulled over and just said, "Do you want to lift, lads?" And dropped us off back at the. I mean, this is all you know. As a fourteen-year-old, this is the, you know these these lads are my idols, and I'm, you know, I'm in with the manager and the assistant manager. Yeah. And, and we got back the next day. I was at, I was ball boy at Old Trafford. Yeah. Um, and I remember being. I, I got there early. 
thought, well, we'll get the Stretford in, you know, we're, we're the Salford lot. And, and worked out quite quickly that that was uh, going to be full of Yorkshiremen and probably not the best place to stand. I somehow managed to swap ends and got, got in the Salford, well, in front of all the Salford and Witness fans at the other end. And just a, a phenomenal day. And I remember as, as the Hooter went, obviously we ran on the pitch to, to be, you know, part of it. We'd had new tracksuits given to us, which was, uh, the, the two lads will know, getting any kind of Salford at the time was a miracle. Uh, I think we got 50p a game if we were lucky. And, um, and we were walking around with the pitch with the lad doing a lap of uh, a lap of honour and then someone from the RFL come out and, and got all of us and said you do know there's another game on don't you and I think there was a women's game on in between I think Lancashire and Yorkshire were playing or something and that we'd all cleared off we'd cleared off with the team and we had yeah. to go back and do the, the witness whole game after that which we had absolutely no interest in whatsoever you can imagine <laughs> we just weren't bothered but yeah just, just going on from, from what the lad said that, that night up at Workington I mean I remember when they came down here on the, on the, the Sunday and they brought, I, I think half of Workington must have turned up. It yeah. was a, a phenomenal atmosphere. But I, I felt that day, something didn't seem right with, with the lads. I don't know what it was. We said we played a lot of games coming up to the end of the season. And we we had that many injuries as well. I remember that. I think yeah. I think in total that year, we used something like 36, 38 players by the end. Kevin Tamity was out in retirement, giving it yeah. a go. And, and we looked a little bit sluggish that day. And I remember travelling up to Workington that night after uh, after school. And we got up there, and again, the, the atmosphere there was incredible. It was intimidating. Their, their fans were really up for it. And Martin, I remember your your celebration when you scored. Sort of reflected how you felt about them. But it was uh, that night was completely different. Half time, I think it was probably all square. I think it was pretty close. But the second yeah. half, we came out, and we played some astonishing stuff, and and scored four or five tries in that second half and killed it. Yeah. But to then back that up. On, on the weekend, on the Sunday, against the Halifax team that we hadn't played all year, had we? You know, we, the way the fixtures worked out, we didn't have that to play. Weird, that was that was strange, that, to not not play a team that you're in the same league with and play them in a final. It was surreal, really. Yeah, I think it, it kind of set up quite well in, in many ways. But I remember the build-up that week and going back to, to the final. and it, Just around the club and the fans and everyone we spoke to, it was just a massive buzz. Yeah, you know, we hadn't been in a been in Lancashire Cup final earlier that year, but before that, probably going back to the seventies before we'd been in a final and certainly yeah. lifted silverware. It was it was a massive occasion for us as a, mm. as a club, and I think at that time we were on a bit of a. I know we've been relegated the year before, but I think we just hit a crest of a wave a little bit. Yeah, the feeling around the club, the Willows. I think John Wilkinson had bought it back, and we and like you said before about the the, the team being in the change rooms a lot as, as it was at the time. There was a that feeling between the lads. I mean, the banter was always always seemed to be brilliant with them, but the the closeness of the team, I think that's what got us through that year. Because certainly later on in the season, with all them injuries, it could have fell apart. But it didn't matter who came into the team; it, it seemed fairly seamless. And uh, yeah. yeah, that 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 spirit will always sort of that's one of the things shout. that sticks with me. Good show. Yeah, it was the and, best attack, the so- best defense as well. Martin, did that obviously come into it? Did you think about that going forward? Obviously, that you know we were the strongest in defence, and they were the strongest in attack, and it was going to be a tough, tough game. I just uh, it was it, maybe it was naive, but I just had belief, and I had belief in what uh, uh, we've just been chatting about there. In and it's it's borne out now that we're Steve will confirm this. We're in the WhatsApp group together. We're all friends now, thirty years yeah. on, because we just dug deep for each. So there were so many good characters in the team, different characters. We had we had a forward pack that would tackle for England and New yeah. Zealand with Shane. Um and we we had a back line that we had that you know we'd mm. give out the back 
who, you know, obviously had an outstanding game in the final, but he was just outstanding generally that season. Yeah. And then you, you got Tex and Pete Williams, Felly, uh, Eddie, you know, Steve, obviously, you know, Steve, you did actually have a really, really good game. Thanks, um, I, hate to, I hate to say it um, <laughs> because I hate to compliment you. But because uh, somebody, somebody actually named somebody actually named to me another player that should have been man of the match that day. He wasn't Gibble, by the way, because he would have been the other man of the match contender. And I said, "Why don't you just watch the game back?" I said, "Don't think you realise how well Steve Kerry's played. You were lucky to be on the pitch, man. Yeah, yes. you probably put the boot." in that scrum, mate. But, yeah, we'll do you know, come, we'll come to that now, actually, because obviously, you know, it was a bit of a nervous start from both sides, a lot of kicking. Steve, right at the beginning, you went in on Roy, Roy, is it Roy Sutherwood? Early doors. It kind of bubbled up. A couple of minutes later, there was a scrum yeah. which collapsed. And yeah. can you can you kind of talk us through the next sort of 30 seconds there? <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. And there's a good finish to it as well, I think, in a way, for, for, from the team perspective. So, you're right. It was it was near the touchline, and it was a scrum to, to us. I, I I it was our head and feet. Put the ball in, and the scrum collapsed, and and their scrum after Roy just just he got his hands on it, and I thought right, well he's gonna he's gonna have the put in. You know, it's a bit of stupid things go through your head. This was early on in the game, first two or three minutes. Me me adrenaline levels were through the roof. You know, I was loving every minute of it, and I didn't want it to to end or being spoiled by me making a mistake early on. So. I I said uh, I did something I shouldn't have done, which which was I, I just I just lashed out. I just lashed out, and uh, that caused a quite a, 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 a fracas and a fight. But it is is the funny side to it, which there always is a funny side to fights with the uh, players. I think Aidy came in from the wing, which was unlike him to be bothered about me. You know, he's a lovely <laughs> lad, Aidy, but don't get me wrong. But he he sort of tried to defend me, but he was hitting. For, with me in front of him, so he cracked me not just once, twice. <laughs> in trying to defend me, if you look at the video, you'll see it's a belter, it's a belter. So, um, and then we broke off, and I thought, <clears throat> right, I'm in trouble here. And I thought, right, well, I'm gonna have to say something to the referee, which you know, and I thought, and I thought, right, he won't know what's quite happened because it, it was a bit guarded as, as, as to the angle he was watching it from. So I just literally walked over to him straight because he was calling me over. I said, look, you know, he, he hit me first. And, you know, that's how it started. You know, that was happening. You could see it. And uh, and, and it, <laughs> he just paused for a couple of seconds and then bollocked yeah. me. <laughs> and then and then that, that was it. I thought, phew. <laughs> and then I was just, I got into my position. It was a penalty to them. Got into position. And uh, Blazy said, do you know what? I think that's just done us quite good, that, because it calmed us down. Yeah. You know, we, we were all on edge. We were all... So a bit of a fight. I know that sounds awful, and I would never, you know, pre- tell anybody else to do it in the coaching manual, but it, it just settled us down, and, and we just, you know, we got rid of that little bit of a anxiety level, and, uh, you know, we went on to win, so there we go. Hit the words right in my mouth there, uh, Steve, that I thought... We sort of settled everyone down. Obviously, it's not, you know, the, the, like you said, the token uh, thing you got to do, uh, Martin, yeah. but... You know, obviously, you've started playing some good rugby. Then both sides sort of, you know, throwing the ball about and entertaining. Yeah, I've, I've looked at the game many, many times, as you as you can imagine. Well, it was for a spectator point of view, it was a fantastic game to watch, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we sort of I think, did we go ahead first or were they? I think they. What happened? What was the first? Uh, well, Gibbo caught the ball. He gave it to Tex Evans, who kind of sort of bit on a bit of a run. He gave it back to Gibson. He fed it to you on the wing to score. Fantastic yeah. try from from Salford uh, and a great start. 
I'll, I'll tell you. Just, just go on, go on, Martin. Carry on. Sorry. Yeah, go on. What did you say to Brendan Hill after you scored that try? Because I was next to you. <laughs> Do you know what? I can't remember. I patted him on he, the, something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, and you you told him stick that up, yeah. I and think he did. He yeah. then give you a slap. Well, I ran away because I knew I the, the, the the conversion. So you know, I think I just ran away. Has. Funny ass, Steve. You picked on the biggest <laughs> man on the pitch to time to stick it up as <laughs> you know what. Well, it's amazing what the <laughs> nerves and big occasions do to you, isn't it? Really. So. Wow, well, Martin. How important was it that we scored first in that situation? Yeah, look, because it was it was very cagey to begin with. Obviously, I, I, I have watched it back. Um, we were both teams that were built on success. Um, that season, they had a very good season. You know, they had some big name players. Uh, they had some players who could do a lot of damage to us. But at the end of the day, um, we it, yeah, so it was cagey and. Yeah, it, I, I don't know if it, it would have mattered because if they'd scored, I think we'd still come back, which we proved later on in the game. Yeah. But it, it's obviously easier, it's obviously better to go forward and score first. But it was a great try, by the way, Steve. Thanks. Thanks. Lovely we, swerve, Steve, in and out when you just got that ball off Gibbo and well, fullback and no chance. I reckon in, 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 uh, in my career, that's the fastest I've run. Uh, I remember the thought when, when, I, when I got the ball off, off, off uh, Texan Gibbo, I was running down the wing and, and uh, John Gilfillan was in uh, just inside me. And there was just a, the fullback to beat, and I thought I could pass it, but it be it it was quite a long pass. You know, you, you get these things in a split second, and I thought no, just go for it. And I, and I did a bit of a sidestep, and then a th- thought process. I, I even this this sounds pathetic, but chariots of fire came into my mind for a split second. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, I just turn on it, and I just, I think that's the fastest I've run without a doubt. I just ran for fear of not scoring, if if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was good, fortunately. And just going back to that that moment when when we scored, it's it's always a big thing as a fan when you're watching that your team scores first in a game. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It, yeah. You know, as long as you score yeah. the most, it doesn't matter when you score. But that first try, I think it. It definitely settled us down, but it gave us that, that extra belief because there was that that thing that we hadn't played them. We didn't know, yeah. you know, Greg, Greg Austin, who was scoring tries for fun, yeah. an ex-Salford player who, who could have, you know, at any time. They had, they had some really good players in their team. And and there was that fear because early on, they, they, they did have a chance near the line. I think, I think they kicked through and he, he just knocked on or something just over the line. Yeah. Um, and we put a bit of pressure on. But, uh, you know, it gave us that, that belief. And I think you could feel it in the ground a little bit and it, it built. But one thing that, that really stood out for me as a whole game, really, when I was there, oddly enough, after that moment, I, I don't remember ever feeling troubled in the game, if you know what I mean. I thought, we've got this. And it's only when you watch it back that you realise how close it really was. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I completely forgot, and obviously we're going to mention it, that we both scored four tries apiece. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. There wasn't anything in the game really. It was, you know, kicks and, and drop goals, which we managed to get a couple of. Um, but the other, the other thing was, I was going to say, leading into that game, obviously on the the Tuesday, Wednesday night, whatever it was, we played at Workington. We'd lost Peter Williams that night. Yeah. who was uh, and you should probably know better than me, but it was a magnificent player. Yeah. One, still one of my all-time favourites. I've got to say, you know, we had no uh, David Fell was was out with the team. I don't know what had happened to to Felly at the time. We brought in, I think. Is it Mick Dean had come in? Yeah. You know, we had a changed team. We'd had all these. And there was this, 
there's this fear that this wasn't our, you know, perhaps our strongest or, or whatever else. But that first try, it definitely it just it just gives us that lift and that belief. Yeah. I know in my my mind from that moment on we were winning that game. I don't know why, you know, Halifax were a, a, an excellent team as they, they went on to prove the rest of the match. But yeah, I, I think for some reason that important in that game than other games where you've scored first. Yeah, I think I played with uh, I played with Greg Austin at uh, Huddersfield later later in my, in my career, and it's good, good, great, great bloke, uh, uh, Greg. And but he, he said that they they completely underestimated us, and I don't mean mm-hmm. that to, to, to belittle our performance, but he, he just said we we our coach and everybody we, we just completely underestimated you, uh, and you know I don't know how, but you know because they, they, mm-hmm. they got videos and all the rest of it like like we all do, but uh, uh, that, I think that was a lame excuse, I think. I think to be fair, we, we we won it, and we and we won it because we were the better team, uh, you know, all in all on the day. So uh, there we go. Tactically, no, we, we were spot on. Basically, kick deep, keep them in the twenty. Yeah. But Halifax threw the ball about, so it was kind of like when they got out of there twenty thirty, yeah. it was yeah. a bit of a panic station. So they moved the ball quite well. Right? Yeah. So our defence has to be tight, didn't it? But well, they had a big pack of forwards. Yeah. But what they didn't realise was we didn't have a big pack of forwards, but we had a pack of forwards. We Big hats. Yeah. yeah. Andy Burgess. Good motives. Arthur Bradshaw. Yeah. Shade. Tackle everyone to death. Mickey Worrell. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a GB national. And Mark Lee, Marshall and everyone yeah. from the nine spot. They yeah. underestimated what we had. We had big shads on the bench mm-hmm. to come rumbling up, smashing the life out of them as well. And, and <laughs> that's ultimately, I think, what took the sting out of them. Yeah. Our pack of forwards mm-hmm. beat their pack of forwards and yeah. we won the game yeah I think you're right Martin I think there was a lead I'm just recalling I think two of the tries were because of the uh, in the second half with, with, with from errors you know outline mm. back defensive errors from there in their own half mm. so I, I, yeah spot on try uh, from Roy Sutherwood to make it 4 all, and they found a bit of momentum at that point uh, Steve and, yeah. and you came up with a timely interception really in the next attack which kind of swung the momentum back to us yeah it, it, like, like we just said earlier I think you know the game was to, was to and fro and, 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 and sometimes in rugby league you know that, that little thing that you know an interception or a drop pass you know especially in defence in your own half which, which is what they did you've got to capitalise on it and we did you know, we snaffled them out, and uh, and two tries became of it. And and just to highlight another one as as well, we we practiced a lot with drop goals. Yeah. Not, not just myself, because Mark Lee uh, mm-hmm. got one of me that day. Mm-hmm. We, we used to call it four hundred, so we planned for a four hundred. And uh, drop goals for me are, are vital, and in a, in a strange sort of way, they concentrate more on them in rugby league than you do in rugby union. You don't you don't see a lot in rugby union now. You get three points for it in rugby union. Mm-hmm. But in rugby league, you just get one point. And, but it's such a vital game changer, not just because of the point. It's the momentum. It's the momentum, and the, you know, you don't expect it as a as a defensive player. Sometimes if you just dink over a couple of drop goals, oh god, they're mm-hmm. big forwards. You know, they turn in the back, and they have to run forty meters to the, you know, to get a kick off, and it's just just that little bit of a nagging thought in your mind again, and then to kick it off to us again, so we get the ball. You know, so they were vital. It all just all just added up in the in the game. Yeah, Frank Cassidy dropped a goal for us and st- you've dropped a goal for us, Steve, as well, yeah. just before half-time to make it 6-4. Uh, but then, unfortunately, Halifax scored. Brendan Hill made a break yeah. and scored and that took them into the lead, 10-6 half-time. What, what was your thought process there, Martin? We, we, was the nerves kicking in or not? You know what? And it's funny how you should say it, but, you know, the scoreline hardly mattered. We went in and he was disappointed to be down. Yeah. But I just keep going back to the belief we had 
had as a as a group of players, and it wasn't the fifteen that took the pitch that day because you've quite rightly mm. mentioned Fally and Pete Williams, and and uh, I'll bring somebody else in, Paul and Neil as well, mm. who who majorly contributed to to our season. Uh, together with obviously all the other uh, other players as well who who, who played during uh, during the season, but it, 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 we just we just had this self belief, and we did have a self belief that we we could do things. And, and to be quite honest, when you look then go, roll it forward, we proved that the season after because we did a fair bit of damage in that first division against the unbeatable superstar Wigan team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve, half time. You sat in the Old Trafford's changing room. What does what does Kevin Tammy say to you? Um, think on that day, he, he actually said we were playing well and just keep going. But we we, we made a couple of mistakes and obviously that they, they, they'd scored. And you know, just believe in yourself, like Martin was saying, which we did do. I didn't I didn't feel bad at half time in, in any way. And uh, you know, it was just more of the same, really. And I think just believe in yourself. And I can't think Kevin said the right things. It was obviously. Obviously true because we we went out there and but but and ostensibly you know the message was you know, keep going believe in yourselves and, and get back out there. What was it? The fans thought Park, like you say, half time you go in. We were obviously a little bit disappointed we were behind, but it was that kind of game. It, it did ebb and flow, and I, I don't think again like my own personal thoughts were we we weren't in trouble. We weren't even though they were ahead. I thought we were the still just the better side. I think we just had a little bit a little bit more. And the, I mean, the good thing for us, and, and these two lads are a big part of that, was the strike players we had on the pitch. You know, we, we had players who, who could score from anywhere. On the the Workington game, Aidy Adley had crashed through a couple of times yeah. uh, out wide. So if he was one-on-one with a winger, he's, he, he's a big lad, wasn't he, let's be honest, and he was going to yeah. go over him. You know, we had, uh, we had Gibbo, broken field. He, he didn't want him running at you. You know, that kind of thing. And on a big pitch like that, I think there was always a, a thought that we, we had a great chance. I, I mean, th- I think that was, if you went into the game, I know Martin forwards, but if you looked at our team on paper, you'd have gone, that back line's, you know, pretty damn good. It was certainly a first division <laughs> back line at that point, uh, yeah. you know, Stoop Leaguers would be now, uh, without, you know, a couple of key players in there. So you always felt we, we, had, we had a great chance and it was disappointing. I mean, I think I think Brendan's try was a little bit soft on our part. I will, <laughs> I will say that going back to it, but, Probably won't say it to these two lads face to face, but it wasn't it wasn't brilliant defence. Uh, but big Brendan, you know, I mean, he'd been doing it for 10, 15 years or whatever. He, he was just massive, wasn't he? You give him the ball and let him trundle up. But we all, I, yeah, I always thought we had something in us, and I think most fans, most fans did. There was certainly a buzz around the ground still at half time. I think, so I like, think you're right. I think we did, we did have some, some. I mean, they had Greg Austin uh, get, get mm-hmm. that. You know, he, he scored a lot of tries. Don't get me wrong, but we had players not not just in the backs, but in the forwards that could. Just do you something. Just flip you, flip you something when it was needed. And I think to be to be fair, you know, got to put Gibbo in that category. He'd done it for us all season, yeah. and the season before that, and, and in future seasons to come. And the two breaks he made with his left foot, like he does, mm. and set, <laughs> and set me up twice. You know, were fantastic breaks and and uh, a match winning one. And for me, and I, I and I've told him this about a million times, but he still won't have it. He should have been man of the match, but he wasn't. And uh, uh, you know that's that's how it is, but I keep reminding him of that as well. <laughs> when he did, when he did he, on the second try, Steve, he, he steps out the twenty-two and does the, does the show as if he's going to yeah. kick it. Yeah, he did. And he holds the ball out with left hand, and, yeah, and and then just pops it inside to you. And once you've got that ball, mate, you weren't big, but you were quick, and yeah. that was the end of mm. that story. 
Mm. You were under the posts. Yeah. Happy days. <laughs> in, in that situation, Steve, what what happens? Does everything just slow down, or, or what? Well, when when I'm running, or... yeah. When when you obviously at Old Trafford, you're running towards the the scoreboard end. Yeah. I mean, what goes through your mind? Well, then? it's it's a good question. The first one I've talked you through. So I, I was a flash with chariots of fire. All sorts of rubbish goes through your head, to be honest with you. Mm. Uh, and but and I right now I ran, you know, the quickest I've ever run in my life on the first try. The second try was it was it was a, it was a longer distance, but but I, I've, I've more or less felt clear straight away. I didn't have to beat anybody. So, you know, I know Greg Austin, I think, was on the left-hand side, but I couldn't really see him, but obviously I've seen him on the replay. And this sounds a bit ridiculous, but I was younger then. I thought, <laughs> shall I do a bit of a, a salute and a, 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 a signal like going to the post? And stupidly I did, but obviously regret that. Uh, I think that annoyed uh, them, and I got a bit of a push and a shove off one of the four ones and told him something or other. I can't remember what it was now, but it was in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> So, so leading yeah. 12 10 so for that at that point martin you had a, a a disallowed try double movement talk us talk us through that and do you think it was a try it will look i believe on the b sky b that they claim he wasn't a double movement because in all fairness i i, I had no idea who the guy was uh, uh but he was called warren wilson and he mm. was a big he was a bit of a biggish mm. unit and he yeah. was decent and the problem I had was they the ball had come free and I knocked it forward. It had just dropped two yards short of the line. And I've got to, I've either got to try and pick it up or take another touch. So I pick it up because the the, the dead ball line at Old Trafford was really short. Mm. So you only had like a three, yeah. two and a half metre dead <clears> ball line. So I couldn't t- afford to take another kick. And he tackled me from behind. He clamped me and he proper clamped me. Our momentum went over the line, and I was spewing when I didn't get the try uh, because that was a try. I didn't, I, I couldn't double move because he clamped me. Yeah, he proper, proper clamped me, and both of us went over the line. But it didn't matter because we won the game. <laughs> yeah, at that point, Halifax went the other up the other end, uh, and had a try disallowed. Austin, I think, forward past the winger. You know, obviously in this, this game, both sides going for it. What what was your thought process there, Steve? Obviously, we've had a chance. They've had a chance. Wow. Yeah, you, you'll you'll hear this in rugby league before. It's, it, it became a little bit of an arm wrestle, uh, you know, two in front and a little bit of a attritional. But I think you just got to back yourself. You you know, the game's eighty minutes and all the cliches come into it. But when all said and done, you just got to trust yourself, not just to to make the tackles and you know grind something out, but do something. To be fair, like Gibbo did to 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 break the the mold to, to you know to be adventurous. And we had those sort of players to do that, and um, and that's how it happened. You know, in the end, at the end, the end of it, I, I know you're going to come to that. I think it, it it was pretty comfortable in the end. You know, we, I know there was a seven point difference, but uh, it, it felt quite quite nice, really, mm. the, the last few minutes. But you know, sounds a bit big headed, but I think I think we thoroughly deserved it. There's no uh, argument about that. You know, we we played in defence and attack. Better than than Halifax did on the day, and that's that's how you win games. Yeah, you you kicked a penalty to make it fourteen ten, and then Warren Wilson scored for Halifax assist from Greg Austin to put them back in front at sixteen yeah, fourteen. Parker. Yeah, and there's that man Greg Austin again cropping up. Um, <laughs> that was a good yeah. try. Scored very good try. It, it it was one of the things I was just thinking about then, Steve, was when you were when you were running through for that for your second try. Uh, even watching it back now, I watched it. Uh, 
earlier last week, funnily enough, uh, knowing this was coming up. And I remember looking at the pitch and I kept thinking, Dreadful. Even, even watching it back now, I think he's going to trip up. <laughs> the picture, it was all over the place. Yeah. It was like it was worse than the willows and on a bad day, you know, with the sand and that, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I remember just watching it, thinking, even now he's going to trip on that. That's, that's not safe. And I remember, I remember the Saturday. I mentioned that we went to Old Trafford on the Saturday, and I, I, I was the only disappointment I got with the ground. I thought, wow, this, this, this is this is this is poor, isn't it? It is very very poor, but not today. I mean, today's you wouldn't you, you don't get a, a blade out of place. <laughs> Days, but the technology's improved with, uh, you know, with grass grass culture, obviously. But yeah, it it was it was strange under underneath both uh, both ends where the goalkeepers uh, were. It mm. was was just sand. You, you see that actually when you score, the the, the the sort of plume of dust come flying up behind yeah. you. you yeah. I think you catch your knee or something in the ground at the time. Yeah, uh, and it, yeah, it, it just looked like a horrible. I mean, it's one of them pictures. I suppose you know you put you put a kick up. There's every chance it's going to go anywhere you want when it lands. Probably a bit of a leveler, but. Again, probably not not ideal for our our backline. Now you know the, the the lads with a bit of pace or whatever to be to be running about on that. But fortunately, it was dry. I think that was the main thing. Yeah, if, yeah. It, if it had yeah. actually come down with you know bucket loads of rain, I think it it'd have been a, a much poorer uh, it, event. For it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, crusty and uneven. You know, it mm. was it was quite soft, but there was just a lot a lot of sand. You know, in, in particularly with the in the in the in the goal miles, effectively. So. Yeah, but out, out, out on the wings, it was it was fine, and mm. uh, you know, obviously a pleasure to and an honour to to play in such a fantastic ground. Yeah, so obviously Salford hit back again. Great try from Tex Evans. Big kick, loose ball. Steve, you picked the ball up. Um, no, I went give it to Andy Burgess. Oh, I yeah. don't even need the video. <laughs> he give it to Andy Burgess, and Andy Burgess give it to me, and I popped my old mate Tex over. Yeah, which I'd done numerous. Times mm-hmm. that season and, and numerous times again afterwards, you know what I mean? Uh, I just, I, I, yeah, yeah. Look, it was, it was, it was a, it was a great moment to see. It was just a great moment the way it happened. It unfolded because it was almost a bit of a fluke try. But going back to the conversation we had before, the fluke, the fluke try come out of the hard work that's been mm-hmm. grafted beforehand. I, I still talk to uh, people now about, you know. To you can you have to earn the right to go wide. The the way you do that is to bash it up the middle. You know what I mean, and to stop that, and to gain momentum and gain respect through the middle. And that's what forwards have done. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So Steve, yeah, Steve got it. Burge me, and I just knew where Tex would be. Tex was always on my shoulder, and you knew where the try line was because he could score tries. I remember, I remember it because I I, I was on my knees when I gave the pass there. But you, it, you were, it, mate. It was communication. I think it was it was it was Burge, wasn't it, that, that shouted for it behind. And and we'd, we'd, you know, it wasn't a play of the ball. It was just a, it was effectively a, an interception. So uh, you know just uh, and th- their guy fumbled it. So it was just quickness of our of our thought and our you know scorers to uh, to get our wide and bang. We were in scoring. So great. Yeah, 2016 up. It, Mark Lee drops a goal to make it 21 16 and. We we were we were in good position there, like you said, Steve. And you know, was the belief building? Did did you see Halifax's team starting to start to sweat a bit and, and get a bit uncomfortable? I think so, but I, I think yeah, I think so. The, 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 the onus was obviously on them to attack a little bit more. But I felt I felt at the time comfortable with, with that scoreline. We were in the ascendancy, and 
in the vibe within the team was good. Our discipline was good. Our sets of tackling was good. And uh, I don't think we made many mistakes. So, you know, everything was, was, was stacked for us. We scored the next try. And they, I think they scored at the end, and they caught up. And but it was, you know, it, it was over by then. It was, uh, it was twenty-seven twenty. So we yeah. were used to we were used to winning, Steve. I can yeah. remember you scoring that try at Doncaster away. Yeah, when, you know, when my old mate, yeah. when, when my old mate Texas uh-huh. just decapitated mm-hmm. someone in the first half. Yeah, and that was a tough game, and mm-hmm. we'd come hey, through hey, the hey, game hey. away. Yeah, were you out a win? Yeah. And, and again, the Workington one in the, you know, in, in the semi-final, we, we played awfully at the Willows, and, and I'm not sure what the score is. It's something like seven all the score there, or something. Uh, something. Nine apiece, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we played awfully, but we, were, you're allowed, you're professional. You shouldn't say this, but sometimes you, you just don't click. You just don't click in a game, and you, and, and however hard you try. You know, which you should do, obviously. It just doesn't happen on the day. And and but as long as you try your your hundred percent best, then you can you can say that in the aftermath of it. But it didn't click for us that day against Workington. And to be fair, Workington, you know, Ray Ashton and all the all the big hairy people they brought down from Workington, they were there was it was it was it was a massive game for them, and they upped the game and played one hundred and twenty percent, and you know they, they got a good result. Um, but yeah, think- we, we did we struggled against work. Look at the dome, Steve, because I wasn't playing. So as soon as I got back on the team, working the way, we were, we were all right. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I didn't. You, you just didn't give me you, time to sort of, you know, refresh people's memories of that. <laughs> you need, you need the Cumbrian to beat the Cumbrians. Absolutely, yeah. So, like you said, we're, we're in 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 control. Halifax is starting to panic a bit, Martin, and you know the next try, looping pass, and and we gobble it up and score. Exactly, man. I can all remember. I was, I was. Um, House sharing. I nearly said living. I was house sharing with John Gill uh, <laughs> at the time, and Gill scored under the post, and I was absolutely elated because at that point yeah. I knew we'd won the game. Yeah. I knew we'd won the game. At, at that point, they were they were falling apart because they were just going sideways. They were panicking, and uh, it was a yeah, it was a big long pass. Mick Dean was involved in it because. Eddie Adley had gone off, uh, ankle injury, I think. And Mick Dean had come on the wing, and that's why Tex had switched from right wing to left wing, and it was all a bit of a mess. But as much as a mess we were in, they were in a worse mess. Mm. And, yeah, so I was delighted when Gil scored in the past. He was a good lad, Gil, as well, wasn't he? He, uh, he, brought, uh, he brought a bit of, you know, something special from Wigan when he, when he signed for us, and I think... He uh, he just gelled in straight away with it with the teammates and uh, yeah nice lad. Listen, that, that, and you've you've said the, exactly the right word, Steve. <coughs> team. Yeah. We were a team from one to about well twenty six. I think it was twenty six of us went to Mangle off afterwards. There was there was a squad of players who got together and and, and wanted to play rugby together. Yeah. And Halifax didn't have that same depth as we yeah. did. I agree. I agree. And that, and, that has, and obviously you say that you're still in the same WhatsApp and, and you still sort of talk to each other. It kind of proves how much of a bond that you have, Martin, that, that everyone's still in it together. Yeah, well, look, it's, it's, it just is what it is. It's, I, think, I think there was a, a, a group of players came together and we, we all had things to sort of prove, maybe, and, and wanted to tell. You know, Mark Lee came from uh, Saints um, and ends up as one of the solvers best hookers of all time sure um so there you know, shane comes over from new zealand there's just a group of 
Ah, he's Andy Burgess, local lad, you know, to Salford through and through and through and through. Steve coming from up Union. Uh, Eddie still wanting to prove himself as as the player that he was and is and was. Uh, Gibbo, you know, we've just had some great characters that, yeah. that, that brought us all together and made us a really strong unit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Fantastic t- team togetherness and, and mm. passion yeah. and commitment to the cars, Parker. That's why us fans follow, you know, Solf, because it's all in it. We're all in it together, aren't we? Uh, absolutely. I mean, for me, that, that team and that, that sort of period was a, a bit of a golden era. I know it's, it's easy when you're in your, you know, your formative years in many ways. And I'd seen some, uh, let's let's say average teams before that, but there was it, it was special. Uh, the the other thing was, I mean, no, we we had to use a lot of players in the end, but the players we brought in were were all decent players in their own right as well. Yeah, you know, we'd, we'd lose, we'd lose a good player. You know, we had I don't know, like I mean, remember Tony Howard coming in the centres yeah. didn't play very often, yeah. but very you know had had a lot about him. Tony Conroy, another Tony up yeah. front who, who covered a lot. You know, there were players all over that that, that just just filled in. It was seamless. I mean. Like like Martin said, there were players there who had points to prove to a lot of people, and and like I said earlier, there were most of them were all first division players. There was no there was no doubt about that. Um, and it just seemed to it just seemed to work the whole atmosphere. And I got I wanted to ask actually, how much did uh, I mean? I, I I remember Kevin Tamati being quite an intimidating, and I don't remember Terry uh, Cassidy being overly smiley either. Um, but obviously <laughs> had Stephen Neal in the background, who I'm not being funny. I want to fancy a crack off him. But how much did they bring that together? How much were they important to that? Because obviously, man management's one thing, and, and but actually coaching a team's another. But having them people around you, what did they did, did they help that bond? Were they part of that bringing that team together? Stephen Neal was unbelievably brilliant. Um, pleasure of playing with Steve for half a season, although we got relegated, and then he became the A team coach. And you've only got to look at how long he, how many, how many different eras of coach. Coaching he went through where they all kept Stephen Neal because he was such a gel between the A team and your Tony Howards and your Tony Conroys to myself or Steve and Gibbo coming back through the A team. It was seamless. Steve was really good. Uh, Kevin and Terry were first team and, you know, acted that way and had a different language. Whereas mm. Stephen Neal was just, he was just the, he and, Obviously, Terry uh, and, and uh, Kevin had huge respect for Steve. That's why he was in that position. Yeah. But he, he was brilliant at just... At the end of the day, he brought through, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he had a great way of bringing people up from the A-team and into the first team and, and yeah. in a seamless manner. Yeah. I think, I think we've, we've got to give uh, 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 Kevin as well a bit of credit here. Kevin, when he came to the club after... Um, after uh, Kevin Ashcroft was difficult position, you know, always is. But um, what what he gave us, I think, was some structure, mm. structure around the park, and then the sort of era we were in was before sort of full time professionalisms. Wigan had gone full time pro, Witness, Leeds, St. Helens, I think, as well. And um, it, it, you know, he was he was a full time professional, you know, rugby player. Uh, he, he brought that in. He, he brought he brought some structure to our play, and it, 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 you know. You've got to give him a bit of credit there, I think. You know, we, we went to the season just losing one game. Um, you know, well done, Kev. I think I was going to say about the, the, the level of, I suppose, professionalism he brought to, to the club at the time, from what I remember. Uh, a bit more discipline, perhaps, around things. But 
just just the thing. I mean, he brought in uh, was, it, was it Drew the conditioner was he or something? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And Rachel, Gerard, yeah. you know, we, we'd never, they were great. They were great. The, the club had never had anything like that before. It was case of two nights a, a week or whatever at training, wasn't it? And half the team could have been fixing the stands or something like that. It didn't really, you know, it wasn't about that. And I remember the the, the ethos of the place changing a little bit. I remember. Um, I mean, John Latham wasn't famous for giving out things anyway, was he? But I remember uh, Kevin having that, that cupboard put in the, uh, near the near where the, the toilets were at the time. And that that stayed locked. And I think players turned up without a towel. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't happy on giving towels out and that kind of thing. He wanted players to, to yeah. have to take responsibility themselves a little bit. And, yeah, that, sure. that, you know, sure. and that, that kind of, that, that certainly changed from what I'd seen before under, under Kevin Ashcroft and Tommy Graney and people like that. Yeah. Uh, and it just seemed... Uh, a, a, a level up. Obviously, these days it would seem, you know, completely amateur in that way, in the way that he probably did things. But he, he, he did seem to bring professionalism a bit more, like you say, a bit more structure to it. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Stephen Neal in the background. I mean, I remember being in the changing room at uh, various A-team <laughs> games when they were getting beat at half-time and it wasn't a nice place to be. You're throwing things about and, you know, threatening to hit people and stuff like that. But, yeah, you, you're right in what you're saying. I'll, uh, Martin, right in, Bring, having these players ready to go into the first team. You mentioned Paul O'Neill before, who scored a shed load of tries every time he came in. You know, Sean Brown. Yeah, uh, Sean Brown, like great Joe player. Walsh and people like that. Were, they were all there and they, they could step up and, and, and take that, that mantle if needed. And, and he had them ready. And he did stay for a while, didn't he, Steve? He stayed at the club for, for quite a while, really. Yeah. Talking about Kevin Tamady, he ran the life out of us on, uh, in Beulil Park. Yeah, we spent the summer in Beulah Park, and that's what there was the foundation this season, that season. Yeah, he, yeah, and with Drew Harrison as well, the fitness coach. They absolutely they got us prepped for what we did that season. And we did um, we did a, a weekend in, at Lancaster University, which <laughs> we, did, we did intensive training. Lancaster University, a bit of a swim, some trainings, and you know some mood. It was it was fantastic. When we had a few beers as well, but we had, we had to make um, uh, uh, Tamati made us do a two minute speech each to uh, to everybody. Well, you can imagine there were some absolute classics, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of them are unrepeatable. You know, I just, <laughs> before you ask me, I can't tell. But, it was fantastic, you know. It just it just set us up for the season, really. That Wood scored for Halifax to make it twenty-seven twenty, and Austin made a break and, and knocked on in the dying moments, and then a bit of a, a bit of a punch up, Martin. So can you talk us through that? <laughs> oh, the punch up! The punch up is hilarious because you've all you you will know uh, uh, two very good friends of mine. Uh, Gibbo and uh, Shakers, Sheehan Hansen. Uh, the punch-up's going on, and it's all kicking off. Uh, the referee blows his whistle because he's blowing up for... It's the end of the game, but it's it's not the end of the game. And Gibbo and Sheehan are dancing up the touchline <laughs> because we've won. Yeah. And the referee says, well, we've still got a penalty to go. And Gibbo says to the referee, do whatever you want. We're leading by seven points. <laughs> the referee went, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And that was the end of it. But yeah, look, it was. Look, it, it, look, uh, there was an incident between two former players who knew each other. Mm. Uh, Peter Brown obviously saw. The, I think Peter Brown probably went mental because they absolutely thought they were going to batter us. Yeah. They thought they were too strong, too good, too quick. 
and he was probably right, but he hadn't factored in the Salford factor. Mm-hmm. We just, we just in that period were had resilience. Yeah, good word, good word, Martin. Yeah, and we had a few good players as well, including <laughs> yourself, Steve. Two tries, <laughs> oh, goal, bit of this, bit of that. Yeah, yeah. The ending was quite surreal, really, wasn't it? It was. There was so much went on in that last two minutes. It was. It was a bit. Uh, you know, you, you need a video to uh, to make sure you're not missed anything, really. And obviously the emotion of it video. all, we've, we've won the cup in such a pulsating game, Steve. You know, what was going through you? Obviously, you said it was a, a mad two minutes, but obviously the, the next sort of half an hour afterwards, what, what was that feeling like? It was fantastic. Um, and I... Uh, I, I Did my you boots. throw your boots in the crowd? I, yeah, I threw, threw both my boots into the crowd. And the amount of people, this sounds awfully begetting, I hope it doesn't come over like this, but and the amount of people that I've, I've spoke to since that said they've got my boot uh, <laughs> is unbelievable. But I've never seen it, any of them yet. So, uh, but yeah, I just think, I just think I was, it was my way, to be honest, of just giving something back to, uh, to the crowd who were fantastic throughout the season and through that game, you know, I just so... I just wanted wanted them to have it, and it was a spur of the moment thing, really. So just wisdom into the crowd, and there we go. Not seen them since. Talking about <laughs> mementos, uh, Martin. I've got your shirt from that day. Really? Yep. Wow. Got it. I got it in a, a strange, funny story. I got it in a, a conservative club in Castleford. We went to Castleford on the train, and some guy says that you were so fan. I said, yeah. He said, wait a minute. Goes in the back, comes back out, pulls your shirt out of a plastic bag, and says, there you go, mate. You can have that if you want. Uh, but yeah, a bit of a bit of a strange story. But yeah, I've got a prize of place on my wall. <laughs> oh, brilliant, mate! Listen, oh, listen. I, I wonder where that shirt had gone. So after Steve has thrown his boots in the crowd, yeah, I'm walking down the far side towards the Halifax fans, and I look up in the stands. There's forty two thousand people in the ground at this moment in time, ready for, you know, it, it. and I see my dad and my brother in law, shop. I wave to them and I pull them down to the to the uh, to the fence and I'm showing my medal. I'm talking to them and blah blah blah. And the, the my dad says to me, he said, Martin, he said, everyone's over. You know, you you'll have to catch up. So I said, yeah, yeah, great, great, great. How you know how could I spot my dad out of forty two thousand people? <laughs> but I did on the twenty on the twenty two meter line. So yeah. I'm moving across. A Halifax player comes up and says, will you swap your shirt? And I'm like, ah. yeah, go on then, mate. And I just did it by instinct. Ah. I'm getting on the coach, and John Wilkinson said to me, he said, Martin, of all people, I didn't think you'd swap your shirt. And I said to him, John, it's the closest that player is ever going to get to <laughs> win it at Old Trafford. <laughs> <laughs> and now you, you've got it. And I'm yeah. so glad you've got my shirt. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, actually, when the guy gave it me. But it, is, it's, it's, it takes pride of place there, Martin. And uh was my lucky shirt for a bit. I wore it for a bit um, during matches in the... I think it was run to the grand final. I wore it under, under, me, under me other shirts and jumpers. So it did bring us a bit of luck. I'll tell you what I've got. I've got the match ball. Have you? If you look on the video, I stuck it up my jumper. And uh, that's mine. <laughs> uh, I've still got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> You've really also got a... the uh, the Tom uh, Ber- is it Bergen Trophy man of the match. Have yeah yeah. So that I was just honoured to 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 get that. And uh, like I say, I think Gibbo should have taken it. Said it again, Gibbo, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> uh, which he will obviously from Australia. 
Um, and uh, there was a dinner uh, in the, the, the Press mm -hmm. Association and they invited me to that and I was uh, deeply honoured to, to receive that. Fantastic. And obviously great memories, Park of the Day, Salford win the Cup, Salford the Premiership champions, happy days. I'm just going to say, um, I think the best, one of the best things the club did was put on uh, in the evening a fantastic, you know, get together with with all the fans that whoever just whoever wanted to come back to the club before, you know, the Willows afterwards, you, you could do. And that you, that's fantastic, isn't it? You know, in this age of professionalism, when you're mixing with the players, you've got all your right to be with them, and you know, you're a supporter. That that's 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 great for me. And what a, what a night that was. Mm. I can't remember much about it, so don't ask me. But I remember. <laughs> Tina Turner was was yeah. was there, or it appeared she was there with with Tex Evans, uh, and uh, you know simply the best. We must have sung that about fifty times, but uh, you know, good honours. And uh, then we went to Ibiza, and I don't know, <laughs> can't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> and Martin, obviously, fantastic success. Do you, do you ever did you ever believe you'd still be talking about it thirty years on? Uh, look, I I am. Uh, privileged and honoured to have pulled on that jersey. That's yeah. that's the way yeah. I felt from the moment I, I joined Salford, uh, um, and and it's still the way I feel now. And, and like I say, we've got this WhatsApp group, and it's like it's like we still live. We're still living now, like we were then in our <laughs> in our group, because we all we all actually dish each other. There's yeah. no politeness. Everyone gives each other stick. <clears throat> Which is what it was like then, uh, but the the, the the it's a great club, and I'm absolutely so proud to have played sure. for such a great club. Yeah, I think as well. You know, I think it's worth mentioning John Wilkinson. We just alluded mm. to him before. Oh, John, John for absolutely. me was a fantastic chairman, but more importantly, he was a fan and a lovely bloke. <laughs> you know, uh, he, he he said all the right things two minutes before kickoff. He come in the changing room. And, and say a few words, and he had every right to be in that changing room because he, he, he motivated, he motivated every player, and he was just a great guy, a you know, fantastic chairman and uh, owner, obviously of the club. Great, well done, John. Yeah, obviously, absolutely, John Wilkinson absolutely. at the time, uh, Parker, you know, <clears throat> great chairman, great with the fans as well. You know, we talked to the fans, and sure. you know, what what a great yeah. man. It, listen, it, it was it probably meant more to him than, than anyone else. Oddly enough, yeah. he, the money he, he pumped in and. You know, he, he was basically a one-man band, wasn't he? He kept he kept everything together for the club, and sure. right right to the end. You know, what ten years ago, whatever he, he was. I mean, he had 30, 30 years at the club, uh, and that was probably one of the big highlights. Uh, and at that time as well, and don't forget, you know, we were relegated. If we hadn't gone up that year, which all right, we did quite comfortably in the league, but you know, it could have been the end. You just don't know. You don't know where it could have gone. But he propped that club up, uh, yeah. and he, he had Salford at heart. That's. That's what's missed. I mean, you know, I hate going about football, like, but that's what's missed in that sport at the moment. That people don't don't care about it. Don't care about the people. And and as we all know, John knew every single fan. I think he knew them by <laughs> name, and I think he knew all their aunties and uncles and everybody else. It, yeah. was, it, it was you know phenomenal. And just going back to that night uh, as a as a fourteen year old at the time, going back to the Willows and <clears> and it, it was packed in there, and it was you know. A, a, I think I think they must have took some money over the bar that night. Um, but getting the players up and we had uh, Mick Worrell trying to sing and dance, which was <laughs> hilarious. He wasn't he wasn't coordinated. We had Steve uh, Ian Sherritt doing Ness and Dharma. didn't didn't quite work. And Kevin Tamita giving us a giving us a song as well. Um, 
But was yeah, it my great. way? I think it was my way, wasn't it? Um, remember what he sang, though. <laughs> uh, isn't it Dixieland or something like that he sang? Because he, uh, he fancied himself a bit, didn't he, as a singer? <laughs> but yeah, um, just just a great night. And everybody was together that, that evening. And it was a, a massive highlight for me at that age. It just just superb the whole the whole day had been like that and it you know i remember the, the coach turning back up and all the fans being outside waiting for him yeah to, yeah. to come back with a trophy in blazy coming off with it and you know and that, but that was the main thing it was it there was that feel about the place at that time yeah. where everybody was in it together and we were you know we, everyone was in, as important as everybody else you know i remember the days that going off to, to you know bramley that season and Charlie Tuesday night or something like that or Runcom where we played at uh, yeah. St. Helens Town and we had to wear their kit. I remember that. Because they yeah. decided to change kits yeah. for some reason and wear blue. red. Yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we had to wear that blue blue kit. You know, things like that. And through that season, it had been a real... There had been times when it had been a, a real slog and you mentioned before the two games, the Doncaster and, and Keithley games where it went right down to the wire. You know, things like... It had been a real, a real tough year but I think it was a bonding uh, a massive thing. You could see it in the team, and all the lads ended up with tattoos of the of the badge at the time, which just shown the, the level of commitment as, as well. And uh, yeah. it, it did mean a lot. And it, I think as a fan, and I'm sure I'm speaking for, for everybody who was there at the time, it was a, it was a special special time to be a Salford fan. And people may say, well, it was only you know the second division. It, did, that didn't matter. That that just didn't matter for for a club like us who'd gone through the doldrums for ten years at that point, fifteen years maybe. This, this was like this was the start of something we felt, and uh, and you know you lads made it that way. Uh, you bought into everything, and yeah. uh, and bought. We've into hardly mentioned we've hardly mentioned Blazy, but he was no, such yeah. a good yeah. captain. Great, he was yeah. he was calm, collected. Still doing it now as CEO. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm. and, and uh, you know I'm not saying it because he might listen to this, but you know Blazy knows what we all think of him. Uh, he was he was a a really good leader of a pack of players. Yeah, he said, um, he said and he a good and a good much. guy to boot. He didn't say much, but when he said it, 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 it meant something. It, mm. You know, like I, I said before, when uh, when the the, the the you know the first two minutes after a bit of a skirmish, he, he just said the right thing. He just hey, do, you know, don't worry about it. Settle us down. That you know, we're okay now. We're all right. You know, so yeah, he was very pointed with what he said, Bleasy, but he said the right things. Do you think that, that season as well? Didn't he and uh, didn't him and was it that season him and Martley had bad injury problems or something like that and missed the chunk of the season? And they were two of the guys who were injured. I'm not pleased he went on scoring. God knows how many tries for a forward actually because he, he, yeah. uh, he, he had uh, I won't say a, a turn of pace, but he wasn't he wasn't a slouch for a you know a big second rower. Yeah. Um, but he went on and you know and scored. I think he was well into the teens. That he, that he scored tries and for a forward at any level that's you know that's, that's pretty good going but I think, he was, I like say, I think it's, it's like his leadership quality because obviously yeah. Steve is involved now and him yeah. being part of that team he, he takes that work, work ethos and camaraderie together with, with what's there now really what do you think? He, 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 still, he still says the right things at the right time I was listening to him at weekend and he just chipped in and, and, and he said what, did he, what was it he said at weekend just was it was it just the timing or something? I can't remember what it was said, but it was just exactly the right thing. You know, sharp and sharp and sweet. Don't 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 fluff it up. Just say exactly what it is, and then you know, there you go, come out of it. And and that's what he was like as captain. He was he was he was a good leader, please. Yeah, obviously, it's been fantastic this podcast. Parking talking all things about the match. He's got quite emotional, really, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> very much. I was just thinking back to memories of that time, actually. And uh, I don't know if you remember, we 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 had a we had a charity game for children in need. 
fans against players. And they, they, all the lads bought into it. And I remember Steve uh, kindly, end, at the end of it, tying me to a goalpost and throwing mud at me um, <laughs> as a boy. And that, that's not scarred me, honestly. You, um, Paul, you, you were a psychiatrist. Bully. I, I couldn't bully anybody else. Yeah, that was that was probably it. Yeah, uh, but it's things like that, you know, at that time, it, like you say, that buy-in of the players. And I think that helped us through certain tough times in that in that season, especially towards the end the, the, the Workington game was, you know, proof of what we did after, you know, we were losing players left, right and centre and then just, you know, basically give it them in that, in that second half and then the final, it just, it gave, uh, certainly gave me as a boy and many of the people I still know, one of the, one of the most special days we'd had. Brilliant, brilliant. It's been, it's been amazing. Big thanks, Martin, for coming on and talking about it, you know, and sharing the memories. Brilliant. No, listen, uh, Privilege and honour, that's the two words that I can say that uh, my involvement with Sovereign Rugby League is. And Steve, what what a great day and great memories and, uh, you know, got got that Man of the Match uh, award to uh, to remember it with. Sure, you know, best day in my in my professional career, and uh, like Martin said, I'm, I'm just humbled and proud to, to play for Salford, uh, and uh, you know, I can't say any more really, that's, yeah, just, uh, just you know, I hope... Uh, I hope Salford gets uh, the success that they deserve and, uh, you know, keep going and sort the stadium out and uh, move on from there. Yeah, big thanks to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find SoundCloud, <coughs> iTunes, Radio Contact and Spotify. See you soon.